Who is it? It's Ice Cube come to pay a little visit to you. I was listening to uh, we're WAP. No, uh, but I have listened to that a, a bunch of times, though. Not a bunch of times, but a couple of times. It's a good song. All day. All day, every day. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, this is a straight-up good song. WAP City. WAP City, bitch. WAP, WAP City, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, it's been done to death, the people criticizing it and the people defending it. It's just, it's a, it's a I mean, the, the, the biggest point that I've seen a lot of people making is like, I mean, are we really pretending that like this is the dirtiest rap song you've ever heard? It's yeah, not no. even the dirtiest rap song from a female rapper, let alone rap period. No, no. I'd have to go with my neck, my back. Of course, it's a classic. I, I think that's I the one. still treasure the video of you showing that to your mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get her with this one. <laughs> I've been waiting for the perfect opportunity because the other day I was walking around the house going, there's some whores in this house. And she's like, what song is that? And I'm like, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to catch her with this one. I'll be, be good. It's going to be class classic Su- Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh dude. Oh my God. Do you know how upset she would get? There's the Lord in this house. There's, there's the no, Lord. Lord. there's no Lord in this house. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's just let's get into these brewskis, my friend. Let's let's. Okay, okay. I'm thirsty and I want to crack these bitches open. So, do you want to give us a little uh, give us a little taste of what you're drinking on? Sure. Uh, well, if you follow our Instagram, you're going to be familiar with this be. bad boy. You should be. I'm just saying you should be. Um, my friend here, the sideward cider now. Yeah. Now, with strawberry. With strawberry. Such a good idea. I mean, it makes total sense. I have had this, as you may know, but uh, I had another left, so I figured, why not? All right. Yeah. I grabbed the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger 1985 IPA. So their Voodoo Ranger has become their almost their flagship IPA brand mm-hmm. or sub sub brand, I guess. Uh, because at first I thought the Voodoo Ranger thing was like a one-off. And then now I just see more and more like, here's the Voodoo Ranger, this and the Voodoo Ranger, that, and this is the fruity Voodoo mm-hmm. Ranger. And this is like, so um, it seems to me that they hit on something and now they're just going to beat that into the dirt. Which more power to him. I like, I mean, we've talked about it before, the Voodoo Ranger branding itself. Like, that's fucking dope. That's just a Mm -hmm. dope piece of art. Yeah. So, And they've been good so far. We've had a few of them on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they continue to streak. Yeah. Let's find out. My name is Marco Dupa. And that guy right there, I got to remember that it's opposite, is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? This is the One Beer In Podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm a cozy up.
forgot to mention that. It's made with mango flavor and spice. That's that's the sell that I, that's the differentiating. I don't know why it's called the 1985 man. The box is on there. <laughs> it's not on the it's not on the can itself. It's, uh, it has to be on the box. I know, I know. You got you got to put the cold read on the on the can. Yeah. So, back again. Remote cast still going strong. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to get used to it. I know. I I was uh, I wasn't looking forward to that day, but here we are. This I know. Has become the new normal. The new normal. Ugh. Yeah, I hate the phrase. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's been good to have the the content on the YouTube page. So, no complaints yeah. there. If you Some. don't already like, share, and subscribe, definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel because regardless of whatever uh happens we are going to continue posting content on the youtube page so definitely uh subscribe to the page hopefully when when um at least we can get back into the studio you know we'll be we'll be filling that baby up with content yeah i mean even even if not full shows we can put some fun stuff on there yeah in the meantime you know yeah So, so we'll be putting content on there so be mm-hmm. ready, be ready. Uh, speaking be of content. Be ready. Speaking of content on a YouTube page, <laughs> um, the, I mean, you and I both are big fans of the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen and the Bon Appetit YouTube channel as a whole. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've been living under a rock, I'll just give you the the spark notes of this. There has been, as this as that article said, a reckoning yeah. at, at, <laughs> at the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen, yeah. where apparently, um, you know, it, it started with their editor in chief, who um, he posted some Instagram posts. I, maybe we talked. We did talk about that. We talked yeah, we about did him. Talk about that. Yeah. So to, I guess yeah. So if you, I guess you go back and listen to that episode. Short version is. He was he he's fucking racist. He posts some racist racist shit on his Instagram page. They caught him, and um, you know, you know what happens after that. The the same old song and dance, but then that opened Pandora's box as to the apparent business practices of Condé Nast and Bon Appetit as a whole, as mm-hmm. it pertains to their on-screen talents of color, if you will. Yeah. Uh, So basically they're, they're getting underpaid and overworked. They're, they're, they're used as, as one of them put it, uh, uh, props. Yeah. They're tokenized, right? Yeah. And and, uh, it, it was, it was, um, the story was kind of broken by solo, wasn't it? Sola was yeah, she was the first one who who posted about the pay disparity and I mean it, the the whole thing just just blew up from there mm-hmm. where she was like not only is rapper poor which by the way I said he sucked I just want to <laughs> make sure everybody everybody knows yeah from the jump I said he sucked and I was proven right anyway 
she said that it doesn't the 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 controversy and the and the the mistreatment doesn't doesn't start or end with Rappaport. It's it's mm-hmm. been a long time coming, and you know this 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 needed to get out. And she posts about that, and then just an avalanche of information that comes out about this. Um, then you get all of the all of the white talent who are like, I stand behind you and all this bullshit. And uh, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's every week there's a new revelation Yeah. to kind of catch everybody up, I guess, to the current there is, excuse me. There's a total of 13 on screen talent that they've used in these, these uh, BA test kitchen things. Now, if you never watched the BA test kitchen, I'm, I, it sucks that this is where it is now because before, I mean, it was, it was just, it's upsetting to me now that I'm thinking about it more. Yeah. It's, because, it's really disappointing. It was like a, it was like a Sesame street of, of entertaining uh, uh, foodies and, yeah. and chefs and all the stuff that we love. And they yeah. all had their unique like little niches in there. Now it's all ruined because, uh, apparently behind the scenes it wasn't so fun yeah which sucks i mean it was it was like this beacon of positivity everyone seemed like they were having fun you know they're they're filming in this high rise in new york city and it's always seems to be daytime when they're filming and it's just bright and everyone's walking in it's like this this uh this marvel cinematic universe of chefs and they're popping in and out of each other's videos and i mean it was just i mean Every single video, I was just like, dude, I could watch this channel for hours. And I did. Yeah. It was, yeah. I'd I'd get home from work and, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd watch some others. Dude, it was like, it's just a, it's more, the more and more I think about it, I'm just like, (laughs) oh, that's right. Even that thing, that fleeting thing, that fleeting Mm -hmm. positivity, that's gone. It's gone now. That's gone. When we could use it the most. Yeah. This would be the most apropos time to have just a gang of, of positive, nice people supporting each other. And they, eat, they can't even do that. They can't even do that. So um, there was 13 on-air talent. Um, the ones who left, Priya Krishna, Rick Martinez, Sola L. May Maley, I'm, I apologize. I butchered that last name. I I wasn't ready to <laughs> wasn't ready to pronounce that last name. Um, uh, Gabby, Melian, mm-hmm. those are the ones who. Oh, and Molly, Molly now has left, and Carla. So I mean, those that it, it, if you haven't watched the the channel, those names don't really mean anything to you. But if you have, you understand how, how, how much of it. That's basically almost all of their on-air talent that was um, uh, people of color. Yeah. Except for one person, basically, who hasn't left yet, who is a person of color. The rest of the people who are still there are all white people. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, the ones who haven't left, I don't, you know, okay. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of rambling and I'm kind of all over the place. Let me, let me it's bring it's it an back. emotional time. I understand. <laughs> so I don't know about, I don't know about you. I, I don't know if, 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 if Claire kind of overtook Brad as your favorite, I'm not sure. 
Brad is still maintained. He's still my guy. He's still the top for me. For, for me, before all this stuff, you know, in a vacuum, they were, uh, you know, to your MCU analogy, they were the, uh, the Tony Stark to the Captain America. And uh, it's hard for me to pick one over the other, is what I'm trying to say, because they were just perfect yin and yang to each other. Makes sense. So this whole thing is, has, it's been a, it's been a very good parallel to everything that's going on right now in society where as Americans, we are reckoning with our racist past. Finally, people are finally and present. And present, yeah, definitely. And and you're seeing how uncomfortable it's making everybody, and and you're you're just watching this this sea change. And uh, this is pretty indicative. This is on a micro level what's going on in American society right now mm-hmm. is people of color finally having a voice and wanting to be treated as equals and being powerful enough talented enough and worth enough to go if you're not going to pay me what i'm worth then i'm leaving and Mm -hmm. i have the power to do so now i don't have to stay here and and they a couple of them exercise just that and then you see uh well the reason i'm uh, what i'm kind of beating around the bush is it's disappointing to see like brad and Claire and the other white talent not be more vocal about what's going on. You can, you can kind of feel that they're going, please just let this blow over. I do not yeah. want to lose that cash flow. I do not want to lose that star. I do not want to not record on YouTube. I do not want right. to not be a YouTube star. I mean, Brad was the test kitchen manager and his the videos were so popular that they were like, can you just be on air talent from now on? That's why Gabby's mm-hmm. net was what well, I don't know if she's still the test. Cause that's the other thing they didn't leave. Some of them didn't leave Bon Appetit. They left the YouTube channel Bon Appetit video, which is apparently a completely different thing as far as like who runs it. Yeah, bon I Appetit, think the um, magazine is something else. Yeah. I, I think it's Condé Nast entertainment that mm-hmm. runs the video portion of it, which is like, it's a separate entity from, regular Condé Nast that just, just says the print yeah. portion of it. Yeah. So, so they, yeah. So a lot of them have kept their jobs or are staying on as like freelance editors and stuff like that, which is cool. You know, they keep their jobs and everything, but I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just, Oh, Oh, and I didn't even fucking bring up Delaney. 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 So he, oh God, I, I just, you guys need to just, Go to the Bon Appetit YouTube channel, watch like five videos, watch the, you know, the most recent from each one of them, Delaney's videos, Claire, Brad, Carla, Chris, all of them. Just go down, get a feel for what we're talking about, what you're missing, what society's missing. Yeah, I think it's sad. (laughs) But Delaney is a special case because Delaney, Alex Delaney, he kind of put a target on his own back because he jumped out in front of this thing and was very vocal about the black lives matter movement, very vocal about the pay disparity 
very vocal about not recording uh, any more Bon Appetit videos until his coworkers get paid at the same rates. And, oh, that's the other thing. Um, I think it was Priya who said in her statement that behind the scenes, they're not as vocal about their support of the POC chefs as the white chefs made it seem like on their social media pages. So I don't know. Right. She obviously didn't name any names, but there's only a handful of them left. That, who, who, who could it be, right? The right. people online have already narrowed that down. Yeah. Uh, that pretty small list is already narrow enough. So. Basically. So it's like, you know, it's just, it's, it's really disappointing to see because, you know, nobody, nobody told them to jump out in front of this thing, put their, their careers on the line to be supportive of their, um, their POC coworkers. And then to turn around and not, you know, to not actually do anything, to not actually put any work in. It's like, you brought mm-hmm. that on yourself. You're out here, you know, super trooper in for, 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 you know, yeah. All lip service. Yeah. Uh. With, with Delaney, we find out that, um, <laughs> seemed like old boy was, I guess, compensating for, uh, for a very dark <laughs> past. Uh-huh. Suffice to say that he, he was, uh, <laughs> he was a full on edgelord in, in high school and in college. And I guess in his first couple of years at, at, uh, bon Appetit, like, I guess mm-hmm. he had a Reddit or, you know, he was on Reddit, you know, just being a full on shithead on there. Yep. And then, and then they found his old posts and your boy, your boy got chopped up. Internet took him fucking chopped him up. Mm. So he had to go on his Instagram and apologize. And I'm sincerely sorry. But, and I know words uh, hurt. He, um, I, I read that entire thing. It's like yeah, 10 did. pages long. I read it. Um, I just, that's not, that's, he, he went about it the wrong way. Mm. He did it the exact wrong way. Where he started off saying all the, all the right things. Yeah, I'm so sorry about the things I said in my past. I know that my apology doesn't need to be accepted by you, but you know, I've changed and I'm a different person now and I hope to continue to evolve as a human to be better and yada, yada, yada. Right. Right. Fine. Fine. All well and good. Right. That sounds mm. great. All mm-hmm. the, all the, uh, all the fan favorites of the apology <laughs> tour. Right. The but hits. then he goes, he goes into this thing about how much he was not paid and how he worked so hard to get to the place that he is right now. Yeah. You don't add that. You don't tack that on and make that the majority of your apology tour speech. Yeah. Which is, it was at least half of it. And like, as I kept reading, I just, I kept going, stop, stop, please yeah. stop, please stop. Because he was saying it essentially like, you know, people are saying online that, you know, I got to where I am just by, you know, somebody threw me a contract to be on video. Yeah. That's not true. I worked my ass off, yada, yada. All well and good, fine understandable that you want to get that message out don't do it on your apology yeah don't do it there it's not appropriate it makes it seem like you're trying to boast and like to try to cover your own ass more than actually ask for people to uh to forgive you for what yeah. you've done when and the thing it, is go ahead go ahead i'm sorry and i was just gonna say it just it, it completely 
overshadows anything good he said in the beginning of that statement. Yeah. That's all I, that's what I walked away remembering more than anything else was Alex Delaney was trying to cover his ass by the end of the day. It's not, it wasn't about sincere apologies. It was more about here are my credentials. Don't talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. And see that that's, that's the thing is, you know, these, these apologies about the things that you post in your past and everything, two things, it would be more sincere had you not gotten caught and you just apologized. Cause that's the thing that always gets me is when these, when, when you see somebody jumping out in front of a, uh, one of these issues, something like this, this, this reckoning, if you will, like I said, he was one of the people who jumped out in front and was very vocal about his support. Right. That was his opportunity to go, by the way, my past is not good either. Mm-hmm. And I've learned from those things, but I would be a hypocrite if I were to sit here and criticize Adam Rappaport and not reckon with my own past. Yeah. These are the things that you guys need to know about me. And I put this out for the world to judge me because I understand that I made these mistakes and they are in my past, but that doesn't change the fact that I said these things in a public forum. And I know that they hurt people or they could hurt people if, if my coworkers saw them and things like that. So you guys need to know that I did this shit. And if you Mm -hmm. don't want me to be an ally or a leader in this movement, and if you want me to take a backseat and continue to learn from those things, I will. Um, but I, I give it to the people who are affected by this to decide how my role is or, or, or to decide my role in this movement. But instead, right. I should have wrote that down for his punk ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> instead, what this, he did. This is recorded. So <laughs> yeah, fine. right, right. I'll just send yeah. I'll just send him that clip and be like, oh, next time, this is what you should have done. I mean, your career is probably over now but you should have done this. Anyway, instead, what he does is what? Somebody goes scrubbing through his Twitter and his Facebook and his Reddit page, and they find this shitty stuff that he said, and then he has to, like you said, go on this apology tour. So that's issue number one, is I'm done with these fucking, like, I don't really have any more tolerance for these fucking guys like Delaney who are out in front telling people how they need to be, how they should be acting, what kind of changes they need to be making. I stand with this person. I stand with that person and then turn around and be like, Oh shit. I forgot that I was a piece of shit only five years ago. Like, right. Get the fuck out of here. Bro. Whoops. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like it, it's it, at least I, like, okay, here's the thing. I haven't looked up his actual edge Lord content, but from everything it's, it sounds like, I think I have a good understanding of what he was saying, what he was yeah. doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, it's not even that he was just, you know, saying a few off-color jokes here and there. It's like it, that was kind of the point of his material at the time was to be controversial and, and be yeah. a dickhead. You know, that's, that's just the, that's the very definition of being a fucking edgelord. Exactly. So, it, you know, I would understand if it, he was like, you know, I, I, I didn't realize the hurtful ass stuff that I said back in the day because I, I'm a, I'm, I was a different person. Back, I, was, I was a teenager or whatever. Yeah. And maybe I can understand he doesn't remember saying something that in today's light, 
is unacceptable. But that was the goal of what he was doing online. Right, right. You know, like we've, we've said really shitty things online. We've talked about that before. Yeah. But, you know, but that we've owned up to those things. That's exactly why I feel comfortable about saying what I'm saying about him is because we right. got out in front of that and was like, look, man, I, we said really shitty things too. Yeah. We, I think we've reckoned with that past before already. Yeah. And, and it was something that we directly addressed in the creation of this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been at the core of this podcast since we started was to do our best at least. I know we probably failed here and there, Yeah, but to do our best to not just be hurtful for no reason and to uh, avoid certain words and certain topics that are, you know, just offensive to people that, we can't avoid right or unnecessary you know right so that's that's true and i think as a public persona no matter your audience you owe it to them to get in front of those things yeah yeah and and yeah that's a really good point about him and the entire like you know i'm sorry that i hurt people and stuff and i i don't know it's like but but the point was to hurt people. You knew what you were doing. And, and again, it's not Delaney's not 60. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't <laughs> right. that long ago. I mean, it wasn't 1959. Yeah. The dude was in high school, like what, 10 years ago, little, yeah, little probably. over that. It's not, it's not that fucking long ago, dude. And then the other point is the other thing that you were talking about, which is the fact that he spent so much time giving us a rundown of why he deserves to be there. And it's like, look, dude, it's only people on it's people like me who see him in the background and go Delaney don't do shit. <laughs> Why right. am I important enough for you to have to go have to slice your apology in half and go, you know what? I also need to address this dickhead who mm-hmm. thinks I don't deserve to be here, bro. Get out of your feelings. Cause right yeah. now it's bigger than you deserving your $60,000, bro. Like mm-hmm. how, I mean, how fucking tone deaf to think that, like, that was the thing that people were concerned with. The people who actually give a shit and the people who were disappointed in Delaney are not the people who are going, he doesn't deserve to be there. He doesn't do anything. Why is Delaney there? The people who were disappointed were people who were already fans who understood what you brought to the table. So why the fuck would you address the fucking neckbeards on Reddit is beyond me. Yeah. Insane. I would go so far as to say he didn't need to say any of that ever. I don't think he needs to address that at all. He's, no. <laughs> his, na- his name is on the checks. He's making the money. He's, he knows what work he put in. Why does mm-hmm. he need to go out and tell fucking Reddit why he deserves to be there. That's insane. Yeah. It speaks for itself. You know what you did to get to, get to where you're at. Why, 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 dude? Like, Jesus. It, it's, it's not only that, but it just seems like, why are you concerned about that right now? Yeah. The worst possible time to be trying to get people to understand you deserve your spot. Like, right. <laughs> the, as the white like good looking editor at this very white magazine in this very white test kitchen with a very dripping head to toe every single day. Seriously. And this (sighs) was the time for you to go, you know what? 
you guys are saying that that I didn't do enough, but I did. I did enough. I did more than I did more. I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody else, but I did do more than that asshole. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Please, please don't. Unbelievable. Oh. So yeah, we're at a point now where about half of the talent is gone. And the ones who are left, I think it's only a matter of time. There's no way that they continue on with, with who they have. That's my question is, is where do we go from here? What, what, what can they possibly do? What can they possibly do? Because right now, like you said, the vast majority of who's left are white people. Mm-hmm. And the, the complaint here is that they weren't fair to BIPOC people. Um, and so what, what do they do? Is it as simple as hiring a bunch of people of color? I don't think it is. No. Like you, uh, you ha- They have to do right by the people who had the original complaints. That's the only way that you get out from under this. I think the black cloud follows them for the rest of the time that this is that 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 they're trying to do these videos that that BA test kitchen is a thing. If you don't do right by the people who had the original complaints, you could create an entire channel of people of color where it's fair treatment and they all get the money that they deserve but will always remember that you that you did Priya wrong and that you did Sola wrong mm-hmm. and that you did Rick wrong yeah. and Gabby. And like, I feel we'll like always remember that. I feel like a lot of people would remember that and actually turn them down yeah. in order to stay, you know, on the right side of history in this entire thing too. Yeah. And not only that, but like, you know, I'm sure there are tons of talented people out there, but that original crew had a special sauce. Mm-hmm. So just replacing them with anyone isn't going to work. It, you know, it, it's, it's, it would be interesting to see somebody else's take uh, and, and get other people's opinions and other people's styles of cooking and all that stuff would be great. But it's like to, to go from one thing and then jump cut to a year later and you have an entirely different crew. Um, and, uh, what, what's his name? That, that, uh, the editor cool. for Brad. Oh, uh, uh, um, Hunzi. Hunzi. Yeah. Uh, he's been very vocal. He got suspended for talking out about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't think he's coming back. And he was a huge part of what made that entire channel special, too. Oh, I mean, he's, he is, I mean, there is no, there's no. Uh, um, it's alive. Without Hunzi. It, yeah. it just, the, it, yeah. It doesn't, it just doesn't, what do you get somebody to imitate his editing style? I, I don't know. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, in my eyes, it's just, it's gone. It's dead. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's just no more. And I, you know, I will support uh, all these people who maybe start their own channels or maybe join their own channel together in something. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes and, you know, where everybody lands. But, you know, as far as the, the BA test kitchen that we knew and loved, it's didn't survive the no. pandemic, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like I said, the only thing that they can do is, is do right by who they wronged. And at this point, the contract negotiations have broken down. 
they, you know, they've left They're They, I don't see any signs of them coming back. And, you know, the, the ultimate heartbreaker is that, you know, it's not going to come back because of BA's statement on the whole thing. They're like, we tried, we, we negotiated and uh, they didn't like the terms. And it's like, man, that just doesn't <laughs> look did good. You? Yeah. What did you, I mean, I would really love to know the terms that all that six people were like, nah, that ain't good enough. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't. Yep. And, and, and also, you know, Condé Nast is some big corporation. So fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> just fuck them anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, that's just, that's just, you know, another ray of sunshine stolen from us. Yeah. Now we just have to continue dealing with uh, the pandemic. <laughs> Well, speaking of giant, shitty corporations, yeah. Uh, where do we even start with this? Apple, Apple now. Is, Apple, is Apple the being Apple. Apple being oh, now. <laughs> <laughs> Thought we were all about peace and love, man. Yeah, I mean, at least in their commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Apple so, died with Steve Jobs. Yeah, the charm of it, anyway. I don't think Steve Jobs would spit on you if you were on fire, bro. <laughs> don't say that about Steve Jobs. I'm just saying. I don't think any of these people really give a fuck. No, I've read his biography. He's kind of a shithead. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not here to defend himself, so. He's not. He's not He's not here like Steve um Jobs. like uh, uh, Weekend at Herman Cain's Twitter account. <laughs> yes. What is going on with that? <laughs> well, who in his estate was like, you know what? I'm going to just keep this Twitter page alive. I, I know I, what Herman would say in this moment. I still disapprove <laughs> of Joe Biden. Oh, man, Incredible. dude. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even want to go into any of the politics stuff. It's just no. Been, been a wild couple of days. Been a wild uh, couple of days, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, had to, I had to, I'll say one political thing before we get to the Apple thing. I had, do, you, do you follow Sean King? No. I had to unfollow him, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I still see some of his tweets come across my, my uh, Twitter, but... It's just, it's just become too much. <clears throat> She's a little dry from all that BA talk. Mm. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I had, to, I had to follow. I had to finally unfollow him. You know, sometimes I'll follow some pages just to stay abreast of everything that's going on. You know, there's a lot of people who, I mean, Donald Trump has, I don't know, millions of Twitter followers. A lot of them are just there because they want to keep up with the fact that like the president uses Twitter as his main form of communication. So Mm -hmm. it's just, you're just doing your due diligence by following him. Presidential harassment. But by the way, I don't know if, if, if I've ever talked about this on the podcast but there are three pages that you can follow that mm-hmm. you that you still get your your uh your presidential information they are unfollow donald trump hold on i'll give i'll give you the at right now so okay. that you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah it's literally unfollow it's at unfollow trump and at unfollow vp and at unfollow um white house so you literally because you know it's 
It's it's that little it's that little shot. That's little that little that little <laughs> that little uh, uh, rib shot. Bang right mm-hmm. to the president because mm-hmm. you know that his ego comes down to how many supporters he has and how many how popular he is and how big his Twitter account is and all that stuff. So if you can if you can take just a little bit from him, just a little bit, yeah. you're doing your part. So instead of following the president of the United States, follow unfollow Trump, and you can get all of his tweets without giving him the support. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. But yeah, I, I had to unfollow Sean King because he's a fucking, you just do more and more research about the guy and, and you're just like, I don't know, man. Something, <laughs> I don't know. There's something off about the dude. And the, the you saw the post that was going viral about him with the, uh, uh, no. <clears throat> his two tweets right next to each other where in the beginning of the primaries, he was like, I can tell you 99% two people that I will not be supporting Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. <laughs> and then the next tweet is like, well, that's it. History has been made. You know, Kamala Harris, she's a, a, a graduate of an HBCU. You know, it's historic that a black woman is on the ticket, blah, 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 super supportive. And then people just put them together and it's like, you're yeah. a hypocrite. I don't, I don't care how much your political allegiances align with mine. Like, if you are a hypocrite and it's easy to see that and just a blowhard, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like you. Yeah, just be, just be consistent across the board, man. He's a big Bernie guy. And, you know, there's a lot of big Bernie guys. I mean, you're a big Bernie guy. You're a big Bernie guy. I'm big old Bernie guy. Big old Bernie guy. So – be that. There's nothing wrong with that. You can say, you know, I would have loved for Bernie to have, you know, won the nomination and I'm disappointed that it's not him, but I still support the Democratic Party. Or you can you can say that, you know, now that my guy's not in, I'm sorry, I can't participate in, in the political process right now because I don't believe that Joe Biden is the right choice. And I really don't believe that Donald Trump is the right choice. And I can't, participate now i'm not saying that that's the right answer but i'm saying that that is the truthful answer right that's you being true to yourself so don't you know don't turn around and act like you're this huge supporter of kamala harris joe biden and then i the reason i unfollowed him was because i saw another tweet where he was like he was retweeting some right-wing propaganda page and then his caption was oh man i miss bernie and it's like what are you doing what are you doing it's shit it's just you know what let me not. Okay. Let's not do it. I'm we're we're getting in there. We're yeah. getting in there. And I'm just I'm just gonna get we're gonna get all fired up, and then this is gonna become fucking Air America or some <laughs> political, <laughs> and we just don't want to do that. I was about to break out another beer. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, get me going. With the crack. We talk about Kamala Harris. Let's 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 talk about <laughs> Apple. Let's talk about okay. Apple. Sure. Uh. So. We were going to talk about um, Apple and how they handled Microsoft's streaming service. What's it? What's mm-hmm. it? XCloud. XCloud. Yeah. But we didn't feel comfortable talking about it because we didn't have enough information at the time of recording. So we were like, ah, let's, let's drop it. We just mm-hmm. we don't want to talk out of our asses on this thing per usual. But, I mean, Apple just keeps... They just keep putting their foot on the neck of the little guy, 
if you will. <laughs> it's kind of hard to, you got one corporation arguing with the other corporation. So it's kind of hard for anybody to be the little guy in this situation. Yeah. But I think, I think most companies are the little guy when stacked up against Apple, no matter how big you are, unless you're Disney. It's fair point. It's fair point. Yeah. So, uh, so it's this, it's been this thing with Apple for years now where they're very tight about their ecosystem, about what works, what products they, what companies they're willing to work with and where the money goes. Mm-hmm. And for them, they want that money going right into their pocket. There's no, there's no subsidies. There's no helping out the consumer. There's no, it's like, look, <clears throat> this is how much it costs. Take it or leave it. Cause where else are you going to get it? <laughs> Put that shit in my hand. In my hand. <laughs> and uh, so the latest has been Epic Games, who have they've expanded the Fortnite empire to now be on mobile devices, and uh, so they have their own um, virtual currency in the game. I forgot what it's called because mm-hmm. I have I just I haven't picked up that game in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it has to be like a year, year and a half. Yeah, I mean, uh, only when the game exploded, we all jumped on it for a little bit. I played it for you know like a month or so, and then I was just like. I'll never be as good as the kids who are good at this game. Mm-hmm. I won't even be there's, – there's Battle Royale games that you can be decent at and kind of luck your way into a win, right? You can kind of just yeah. roll into one. Not with Fortnite. I won once, and, I mean, it was – we were. you could tell that it was a bunch of doorknob humpers in the entire <laughs> fucking server. It wasn't just me. I was I – was, I, was, I was just – just smart enough to outsmart all of the other dumb guys in the mm-hmm. server. And that was it. Otherwise, it, wait, it, dude. Is, is the door doorknob humpers a ska band? You know, it could be. And it would be like an ironic title and they would never wear shirts or shoes. Yeah. There would only there would be the drummer no the bassist who has blonde dreads that go down to his ass. Mm-hmm. You're just like you just I could tell that you smell. I could smell I could really s- bad. I could see it on the TV. You smell, mm-hmm. dude. So anyway, <clears throat> now Fortnite is now on mobile, and uh, they have their own virtual currency, and and you you pay for the game pass and and cosmetics. Um, cause nothing affects the game itself. Um, you just pay for a bunch of different cosmetic shit, but, but we should mention because it's so focused on kids playing the game. Like it's, it's insane how many kids are obsessed with Fortnite. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Be- because of that, there's become this cultural thing with kids playing Fortnite that if they don't have the cooler skins, they don't have all the dances, they're like kind of outcast. Yeah. It's, it's this so, new form of like. Bullying. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you you click up with these. I was looking at I was looking at something. I can't remember what it was, but somebody was kind of like talking about Fortnite and like the skins, dude. I, I stopped I stopped when they introduced the John Wick skin. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was the dopest thing they did come out with. To have basically a fucking assassin in the game running around. Yeah. And then they hit the, they turned around and they were like it's not John Wick. It's not even based on John Wick. 
And then they put John Wick in the actual game, and it's like he looks just like Keanu Reeves because he's modeled after Keanu Reeves. And it's like, how confusing is this? Right. That's neither here nor there. But it's, it, it's kind of indicative of what you're saying, which is like there's like this class warfare going on mm-hmm. in, within Fortnite. Yeah. So they're, they're advertising to these kids, like, you got to have the new skins. And not just the new skins, but you got to have the right skins. You can't have, like, I, my, my point two seconds ago was like... That's, that sounds like America. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of this is just a metaphor for what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. You got to, you don't, you have to have the right skins. You got to have the right skins. The right skins. And you know what? Enough money, too. <laughs> yeah. Even if you got the right skins, we need that dinero. Need the money, too. So, like, um, they introduced a bunch of football skins, soccer skins, and if you, you know, if you had one of those, you were apparently a tryhard. I don't know how that 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 happens, but <laughs> they, yeah, there was like this lack of respect for people who had a football skin, and then the John Wick skin became like old news. So if you still had mm-hmm. that, you were a fucking scrub, and you know, I can't keep up now. I don't know what they have going on now, but it's just really funny that like the community which always happens in these games. You know, you build an entire community around this thing and, and, and you get like these belief systems and these clicks and, you know, mm-hmm. it's just really... So, yeah, to your point, it's like they're advertising to kids that you need this shit. And so Epic Games was like, here's what we'll do. We'll throw you guys a deal. Instead of going through Apple, if you go through us directly, we'll give you... $3 off the purchase. So if you buy it through Apple, you're spending $10.99 or $9.99 or $9.99 or whatever. But if you go mm-hmm. through us, it's $7.99 or $7.99, right? And, uh, and Apple was like, no, 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 no. We want <laughs> yep. that $2. And you're going to give us that $2. Mm-hmm. And uh, if not, you're fucking done. And apparently this was done by Epic Games purposefully. On purpose, yeah. They were provoking apple just kind of they were kind of like poking the bear like what are you going to do about it Mm -hmm. and if you do something about it you look anti-consumer right which is interesting ploy because i don't think apple ever cared about looking anti-consumer their products are sometimes three times more than comparable devices I don't think it was ever a thing where they were like, you know, they're advertising and their whole brand is not based around consumer friendly. It's consumer though. I mean, a long time ago, not a long, but, but the thing is a lot of people still associate them with being like the consumer friendly option, like that they care about uh, usability and like it's the every, it's not the every man because they definitely have gone like, you know, uh, not high tech, but like you have to be like, it, it's a, it's a, uh, a symbol of, of your wealth that you can yeah. get the newest best iPhone every right. single time. And the, uh, you know, the, the best iPad and the MacBook pro and all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's become a thing. Oh, it's, it's almost become the thing that they have tried to avoid being in the past, which is this highfalutin, like, exclusive thing uh, the original outset of mac was the computer for everyone mm-hmm. and it, it's it, you don't have to be this programmer to to have a computer anymore and you don't have to like be a nerd 
to to play with a PC. Yeah, we do all the work so, for you. So you exactly. can just enjoy like, the product. It's easy. It's it's for the consumer. We make it people friendly. That was yeah. the idea. But um, yeah. I mean, nowadays you're right. It 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 does seem more of like a you have this as a status symbol. You get that green text, and you go, hmm. <laughs> hmm. lose my number. Yeah. Swipe, swipe left, swipe left. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's um, you know, regardless of their intent, they are now a status symbol. Mm-hmm. So I think Epic Games playing into that and going, you know, they don't give a shit about you guys, I think is an interesting tactic, but I think is, is a, it's all for naught, in my opinion, because I think at this point, you know, you may be right, at, there, was a, there was a point in Apple's, life where that was that's what they that was their goal but now i mean they're a trillion dollar company they don't give a shit about being pro consumer i'm not saying that they don't give a shit about the consumer about their fan base they obviously do that keeps Mm -hmm. the fucking lights on but yeah i'm saying the idea of being a pro consumer company is for for the birds at this point they don't they don't Mm -hmm. care about that people are going to buy their products that's it right that's just, that's just, I mean, <clears throat> we've talked, I've talked about this a lot just personally, and I, maybe I've talked about it on the podcast, but the entire PC versus Mac ad campaign where PC is like, look, you're, oh, you're being overcharged for product that we're offering you guys. Apple sucks. Why would you buy an Apple product? We can give you the same thing for $400 cheaper. They are robbing you. And Apple's just over there like, yeah, but dude, <laughs> this shit is slick as fuck, right? <laughs> right. And most of us were like, yeah, it's slick as yeah. fuck. I, just, I want that shit. I don't care. And, and that was it. That was their entire – they never even responded to PC. Have you ever seen a negative uh, Apple campaign? They never go negative. They always no. go above and they always say, look, it, it's their, – their, their ads are always – your life is amplified by having an Apple product with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That girl that you met, that sunset that you witnessed, that shooting star across the sky, that last moment with, with your grandparent, all of that is amplified by having an Apple product with you. That's and the that's, whole thing. It's a, it's a marketing tactic as old as time. You, yeah. you don't make it about the product. You make it about what you do with it. So it becomes about that person's life. It, it's not about the device. It's about what you do with it. And look at, how, and look at what PC did for years. Their entire ad campaign was, fuck Apple, buy our shit. And mm-hmm. people responded by going, eh, I'm still buy my Apple nah. stuff. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think, I don't know how you feel. I don't think that this goes anywhere. I don't think that Apple even feels the bite. I mean, I just don't think it matters in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I, <sighs> I'm very pessimistic, so <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, I just, I'm interested to see if anything does happen because if something does happen, I mean, I, I think it'll, in a way, help the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but let's not mince words like, Epic Games is a somewhat evil entity for preying on children. Yeah, 100%. Uh, 
So it's not like are, one of these guys the, in this and bystanders in this. No, and they're they're not the heroes of the story either. No. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I can sum it up by a gif I saw uh, replied to it on Twitter, which is the Godzilla let them fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's how I feel about it. Fight. Let yeah. Fight. Let's let's see where this uh, this show ends because I'm I'm curious. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't really think it's. I don't, I don't see much happening, but we'll it's, see what happens. It is interesting because it may not seem interesting to somebody on the onset, but this, if something does come of this, it could change the way all of this works. Mm-hmm. Because Xbox is move or Microsoft rather is moving into cloud-based gaming, streaming services. Um, I mean, Mixer didn't go over so well, but you know that that's not going to be their last foray into streaming services or trying to get streamers. Um, Everybody is going to mobile and buying things digitally and stuff. And and Apple right now has a stranglehold on that market, but it's only a matter of time before these other companies start catching up. And Apple can't be – they can't – I don't think that they can maintain these business business practices – forever once mm-hmm. these other companies start catching up and you start you start because i mean now like with with phones for instance every most people have an iphone but if you don't have an iphone you have something that is is equivalent and and not even just like kind of up there if you don't have an apple product you have a phone that is basically the same fucking thing the technology is neck and neck there used mm-hmm. to be a point where iphones weren't just more expensive they were better phones they yep. just were. They, they, they had a better camera. They were faster. Um, app makers would make their – they would develop their apps for iOS first and then port them to uh, Android devices. I mean there was a point mm-hmm. where like it was – they were just flat out winning the race. That's not the case anymore. You can get a device that is, is the equivalent, and that's just the start of it. I think that the, the, once these companies start catching up, you know – you're not going to be able to just say, I mean, it's Apple or bust. It's like, it's not dude. There's other yeah. options. You know? And I think genuinely, I know we were joking before about this, but after jobs death soon thereafter, the, the entire company was kind of floating on the legacy of Apple mm-hmm. and, and the legacy of them being consumer friendly and being, you know, having great, UX design and and having that edge on other companies as far as technology goes and being innovators. They don't do that anymore. There, I haven't seen an innovation from Apple in a very long time. I mean, other and, than uh, the the, I mean, going full full touchscreen, you know, no home button and stuff, and the facial recognition software. But that wasn't to your point. It's not like this huge leap forward. It was just mm-hmm. implementing the things that were right there in their faces to begin with. It was just, yeah, like, and, it was only a matter of time. Those were, those were good things, but they were pretty incremental changes. I'm not saying it's right. a bad thing, but I, I just, I just really feel like there will be a slow change over time where Apple is no longer seen as the end all be all. Yeah. It's an industry standard. It's something that has a, an OS an iOS that people rely on and are really comfortable with, which, you know, it, it, because of that ecosystem that people are so comfortable with it, it's going to keep people there. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, the second that there's an alternative that blows it out of the water and can, can, I don't know, uh, can become like a, a, a sort of pop culture icon in the way that like the iPhone became over time. I think, you know, what's going to keep people on iOS? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Especially if they can do it for cheaper, you know? <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's exactly so. it. It's so, you know, something, nothing may come of this currently, but I definitely think that this could be a watershed moment. If more companies like Microsoft, Epic games, anybody who's a, com- a direct competitor to Apple, if they kind of band together and go, you know, you don't have to go to them, you know, because currently, you know, a company like Microsoft is still, they know that the power kind of, when it comes to mobile gaming, the power is still with Apple. You know, they can mm-hmm. say everything that they want to say to try to sell it to their stockholders and things like that, but they wouldn't care so much about not being able to be on iOS if it didn't matter. Same with yeah. Epic Games. It's, it's the install base. Yeah. Tons of people have iPhones. Yeah. So it's a fact. So it's like you're just losing millions of consumers by mm-hmm. thumbing your nose at Apple. So it is important. But for how long at this point? I don't know, man. Maybe if you're Microsoft, you kind of bide your time and go, let's just wait five years. Yep. We're going to take the hit now, but we're Microsoft. We'll be all right. And then mm-hmm. – We'll come back, we'll come back stronger, and we'll come back with better games, better graphics at a cheaper price point. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yes, we will, sir. <clears throat> kind of interesting, because, like, I mean, Epic Games, I mean, who knew that this thing was going to be what it is? Right? Fortnite? Yeah. Yeah, uh, fucking wild. Why? I don't even. I don't even like the game that much. It's not that good of a game. <laughs> it's not that good. It's not. I don't li- I, I. I. really don't like the building mechanic mixed with the first person or third person shooter. No, not a fan. Not a fan. It's. It's this goofy, cartoony looking thing that is. I mean, it was a nice like. Um, uh, it was like uh, um, it was fun. It was a nice like change of pace kind of yeah. thing. It was it was a, a it was a gimmick. It was a gimmick. It was very gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And the game is still gimmicky. I mean, they get these cross band cross brand promotions where they throw the characters in, the, and you know, sometimes, admittedly, they're they're fucking like when they had Thanos in the game, that was fucking dope to just mm-hmm. be jumping around, just destroying people as Thanos. That's pretty cool. Oh, the the uh, Travis Scott concert was awesome. I mean. What an insane, but that's what's crazy is somebody at Epic Games is going, it can't just be about the game. The game's not strong enough mm-hmm. to be the thing. Right. We have to do this other shit, the cross-brand promotion, the concerts, the, I mean, you know, they, they, somebody is sitting on Twitter and TikTok and stealing dances from young black kids. <laughs> Somebody's doing it. And it's like, it's a living. They, they're smart enough to know, like, it, they, the game's not strong enough. It's got to be about something bigger than the yeah. game. It's got to be a, an entire culture. It can't just be the mechanics of the game. Right. They're not focusing on it like, um, like a traditional shooter, even like an online shooter. Um, 
What, what's the one that you played a lot? Uh, Blackout? No, no, no. The, the cartoony one. The one that I, that I played? Yeah. You talked about it just the last episode. I haven't played it in forever. That's why I'm, I'm blanking out. Uh, that you say it's like the best community. Oh, oh Overwatch. Overwatch, right. Yeah. It's not Overwatch. Like it, no. Overwatch, it, it's almost the exact opposite. It's so focused on the mechanics and how the game plays and, and so much about the game itself. Yeah. Whereas uh, it, it's about none of that. It's about everything around <laughs> right. that. Right. The window dressing and the the events happening within it. It's about all of that stuff and yeah. not the actual game mechanics themselves. I'm sure there are like small tweaks on weapons and stuff like that, but that's not the focus. No. Which is smart. I mean, it's 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 taking this game and, and pushed it to the next level. But at the same time, I would say that Overwatch is is I mean, you know, it, it sucks that the the pandemic is. I mean kind of it's it's hit literally every aspect of the entertainment business and that goes for um e-gaming and esports. Mm-hmm. but overwatch was just getting started with the league and everything i mean they were getting spo- more sponsors is getting more popular and things like that i mean imagine like fortnite does these tournaments and stuff but they don't have a literal league with teams mm-hmm. tournaments championships all of this based around a game, one game. They created a sport around one video game. I mean, that's that's lasting power of, yeah. of I mean, it's just so yeah, so and and that speaks to your point of like their focus is on the game first, the cosmetic stuff second. Fortnite is worried about the cosmetic stuff first, the game second. It's working for both of them. So you yeah. can't say one thing is better than the other. It's just really interesting to see where games mm-hmm. are going and where something like like the potential of something like Fortnite. I mean, it, it they're still making millions of dollars and you still got yeah. super popular streamers still pour hours and hours into the dumb fucking game because they know people are... I mean, you could read it on Ninja's face when he's playing the fucking game. He's just like, this sucks <laughs> i mean he remember counter-strike he oh. would jump to other games and then just jump back to fortnite because like it, it you know he'd lose his streamer base uh, uh and and they knew it's like look man i know that you i know you want to play fortnite i know you want to play blackout i know you want to play Warzone, but fortnite's where it's at mm-hmm. i look at these streamers now who still play the game and i'm just know it's like you can't still be into this game it's not good enough there's no way you're still enjoying yourself on this shit but you know they enjoy the money yeah I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah i That's was a fun dye, game i dye my hair fucking tie-dye like takashi 69 if you're getting paid the kind of money they're getting paid to play that stupid fucking game yeah well maybe we're just too old for it we're definitely too old for it yeah i don't have the reflexes for it I don't I have the build. The, I just yeah. I I, I can't I never do it. Got around to the building mechanics. Maybe, maybe I feel like maybe that's how it feels if you didn't grow up with like the twin sticks. Yeah, you know the the, the dual analog sticks. Yeah, and, and you're looking at it going. You use your thumbs for both. Right. How do you I aim move? with the thumb? How do I move? Yeah, and they're staring at the ground the entire time. Yeah, because yeah. you have some of these kids play 
You watch some of them build. Oh, click, 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 wall, wall, wall. Yeah, it's it's stairs, stairs. I mean, it's all part of it. It's it's yeah. like I was fascinated. My I couldn't. My head was blown watching how quickly they do it. That's when that's when I jumped off the game. I was like, no, nope, not gonna <laughs> never, do it. I'm never gonna be that good. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I'm done with this. Same. Fortnite is the TikTok of games. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the only way to describe it. And I think that's the best, uh, that's good getting out of here point. I think so. Yeah. So before we get the book out of here, we got to review these beers. So mm-hmm. Obi, please tell the people what you were drinking and how you felt about it. This was the Sideword Brewing semi-dry hard apple cider with a strawberry. Mm-hmm. Um, a variation of their normal cider which i also love um boy howdy boy howdy my friends a stone cold classic is born oh wow with the cider it in my opinion though it's close is better than the original cider um i love it it's it's not overly sweet it has a little bit of tartness and, and just a touch of sour with the strawberry and has that kind of crisp, like um, champagne dryness. Mm-hmm. Um, delicious. I love it. Highly recommend it. Uh, I'm going to give this a strong five. All right. Very, very strong five. Very strong five for sad words. Cider. Strawberry edition. Good job. I was drinking the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger 1985 IPA. A uh, another in their long-running Voodoo Ranger series. This one's actually a limited edition. I forgot to mention that at the top of the show. Made with mango and spice. I think it's six point seven ABV. Yeah, six point seven. Mm. Um, it's really good. It, it nice. they they uh the the it's a subtle difference. You know, it's a subtle little little addition to it, the the mango mm-hmm. and the spice, but I don't know what the spice is. They don't elaborate, but it works. I mean, the, the first sip, I was like, it's flavorful. You know, you get the the IPA mouthfeel, the bitterness, the hops, and then and then you get an interesting flavor with it. I'm gonna give it four and a half. That was good. It was like nice. I'm surprised that it was. I mean, we said that they're they're pretty consistent with these. Yeah, but uh. You know, they keep coming up with like little changes that justify continuing to push Mr. Skeleton Man in front of our faces. <laughs> so good for them. Yeah. Four and a half. Nice. I think we've had another mango spiced beer in the past that we didn't like as much. Mm, we'd have to go back to the archives, but I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That sounds familiar. So, but yeah. cool. Yeah. So a five for Sideward Brewing. A four and a half for the new Belgium Voodoo Ranger. I think we got it. Obi, how do you feel? You think we got it? You know what? Hmm. No. This is a 5.5. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just did the math in my head, and the normal cider is a five. I like mm-hmm. it that much. That one edges it out. It's a 5.5. All right. That's my last word. I'm not, I, I full on respect it. I yep. love it, in fact. So 5.5, a near-perfect beer from Sideward Brewing Company. 
now we got it? I think we got it. Well, this has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Hey, girl. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe everywhere the podcasts are listened to uh, and on the YouTube page. And have a beautiful evening. We love you. Mm-hmm.